0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you've found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 305, recorded on April 13th, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way. News reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy studios in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. I know I said that last week, but Mike, it was super beautiful today. I hope you got a chance to get outside and enjoy it. Uh, did, you get, did, did you get
1: outside? Got outside. Actually, did the first drone uh, drone business shoot nice. tonight. So, used utilize the nice weather.
0: Good, yeah, beautiful here in Bellevue. Hopefully, where you're listening is beautiful as well. And of course, we post a show with world class show notes each week out at the Average Guy. Don't forget, you can also listen to us, and I'd say live on Spreaker, although tonight we're not live. Had a few issues on my, it's my fault on on that side. But typically, you can listen to us live. If you want to catch the uh, recorded versions as well, we post those to Spreaker, but we want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that mobile app. It's available at homegadgetgeeks.com. Really the easiest way to listen to the webcast. Although, you guys have probably all figured it out by now, but we appreciate LastPass for their sponsorship. If you want to download that app and give it a try, gadgetgeeks.com. you can share that on Twitter as well. If you'd like, if, you, uh, if you're if you interested also in sponsoring the show or helping us support the show, we have a Patreon link available for you right there out at theaverageguy.tv, or you can use theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon, either, no, support slash support. Well, one of those nights I can't remember anything. <laughs> and uh, if you want to do that, head out to theaverageguy.tv and click on the Patreon box. And we have $1 and $5 plans where you can support us. All right. We have an all-Windows show tonight. I got Rich Hay with me tonight. Rich,
2: welcome. Good to have you back. Hey, Jim. How's it going?
0: It is going well. Rich, you've had, we, uh, in pre-show, we looked up, you joined us in January. You've had a ton go on in your professional life. Between between January and now. I could explain it, but you do it best. And so for those that don't listen to your
2: podcast, maybe you can just kind of catch us up with, what you're doing and your new role and some of those kinds yep. of things. No, I appreciate it. Now, what happened was for the last two years, I've been freelancing contracted with Penton, uh, writing for their technology channel websites, for Windows, Windows IT Pro, their Developer Pro site, their SQL Pro site. And so we've been trying for about the last year or so to get me hired on board, and it just never kind of clicked over nothing. It, but for whatever reason, a few weeks ago, um, there were some personnel changes that might or might not be related but uh, a few weeks ago, one of my content editors approached me and said, "Hey, uh, you wanna, you want to give this a shot again?" And I said, "Sure." And we actually took it further than it ever had. I filled out an, I filled out a job application, turned in a resume. And ult- what it ultimately ended up with is last Monday, um, I officially came on board full time with Penton uh, as their senior content producer for their tech channels. And we're going to expand out from just the written stuff I've usually do to audio podcasting. Uh, some video work and stuff like that. So yeah, big changes with that. And we're going, Penton's going through a transition because they were bought by a company called Informa from the UK last year, which is a trade show company, by the way. And many people don't know that Penton is a trade show company as well. Do a lot of the activities in several different channels, agricultural transportation and things of that nature. So um, I'm really excited about the new, it doesn't change much for me on a daily routine basis. I still work at home. Um, you know, I, saw so I, I, that all is the same. I'm still going to travel and cover the big Microsoft events for them on an editorial side. And, but I'm excited about expanding out the podcast stuff. Observe tech, which a lot of people know me for is still going to be where it's at. It's still going to go on every week. I'm still going to do that separately. Might change the format up a little bit because our podcasts is, uh, the podcasts we're going to do for Penton are going to. Bring in our content as well. I mean, that only makes sense. Yeah. And then we're going to get industry experts and, and specialists and MVPs and people from Microsoft and other channels to come in and talk to our, our listeners and readers to about tech and what's going on in the tech world.
0: Yeah, Rich, your, your podcast is a go to for me. I make sure whenever it's out, and it's not necessarily every week, although I think you try. There's times do, when yeah. life gets in the way, but uh, short, concise, to the point, very fast to get through the news. You know, I get the same thing on Windows Weekly in two hours. You do it in about, <laughs> about 40 minutes. minutes, 30, 40 <laughs> minutes.
2: Yeah. yeah, so I'll I recommend. I, I really like the Saturday thing. My wife goes to it off in the morning on Saturday, so I get up early and prep and do and usually have it done within a couple hours. So that's working out pretty well. Yeah. No, I like it. I like where you're going with it. Observe Tech is the
0: name of it if you want to search for it. Head out, out to Windows Observer. Tech is the
2: website. Mm-hmm.
0: And or WindowsObserver.com get you there yeah, as well. That works. Is that the same. Yeah. That's the same one as well. And so if you want to kind of stay up to date on what's going on with Microsoft and do it in a very, very short, concise, but I think very detailed uh, manner, you want to go out and subscribe to Rich's podcast. Well, it. we have him. Yeah, you bet. We have him here tonight. and uh, And I like to do this about every six months with Rich so we can kind of kind of infuse all the stuff. It's good for my numbers as well. So, Rich, let's start. Before we dive into Windows 10 and the Creator Update, uh, we come up on a milestone of Vista kind of
2: going away, right? Yeah, how about that, huh? Windows Vista, this past Tuesday, was Patch Tuesday, the 11th of April. It was the release date for the Creator's Update, and it was the date that Windows Vista saw the end of its lifecycle support, 10 years. So it does five years of active support and five years of extended um, Vista was never adopted by a lot of people. Vista was one of those OSs that that was actually my first private beta with Microsoft. I got in on the reset. I'd been trying to get into Microsoft back in the day before the Insider Program. You really had to either know somebody that could invite you to a beta, a private beta, or you. I, I just I'm not sure how anybody ever got on those things. Yeah. I think they had a pool of testers that they used because testing was very different for Microsoft in those days. Mm-hmm. Testers usually saw the build a couple months before it was going to go gold. What we mean by gold is, is when they would do the final build, ship it off so that DVDs could get made. We're in a very different world now, 10 years later. And, um, and we have the Insider Program with what? They think 10 million Insiders that might be enrolled in the program testing at various levels of the OS. So things are a lot different. But yeah, Vista was one of those. Vista was a significant change for Windows. You got to think about it. We were on Windows XP. Very open, easy drivers, great configuration options. You could do a lot to tweak it. Great gaming system. And then Vista came along and it changed everything. They started to restrict access to the kernel. They'd never done that in Windows before. That meant drivers had to be updated. That meant you know programs that used to do certain things couldn't do those things anymore. And it, what's interesting is, I don't know if you follow this account on Twitter called Swift on Security, uh, no. at Swift on Security it's it's an IT guy I'm but he the, it, Swift is a reference to Taylor Swift okay and so he plays the part as if it's Taylor Swift doing IT and so and it, but it's a great <laughs> channel and he gets a little vulgar for me sometimes but he's got great content and he made a point the other day running through some stuff about Vista was that if these changes had not been made in Vista that were that was painful for those of us that were doing it back then We might not have Windows 10 today in the way it is, in the security wise, because Windows XP was the wild wild west. Mm -hmm. People could people could do most anything with that. Vista started to change that. Didn't get adopted very well. Took a lot of horsepower to run Vista well. Uh, I threw it in a VM a few weeks ago to do my kind of uh, salute to Vista post. I I did a gallery with images and. I I I packaged together all the Windows Vista well wallpapers, right? right. Like 36
0: big, of them. Real popular, it's yeah. Been
2: downloaded a thousand times that package of wallpaper alone in the last two weeks. So it, it's kind of cool to revisit it, but it's time for Vista to move on. Vista wasn't it Vista's not XP in the sense of the number of people using it. Yeah. So well, it's on its way out for sure. Yeah, it's done. And and there's going to be a few, just like with XP, I my I think Microsoft's next big concern is Windows 7. Windows 7 is less than three years from that same time, that same date that we just marked with Vista. January 2020, Windows 7 falls out of extended support. And you see what Microsoft is doing here with Windows 10. Did you see that they released the the patch this Tuesday that, means you, you can only run I don't have the specific details, but basically this patch prevents you from running Windows seven on the newer chipsets, mm-hmm. the newer yeah. processors. Okay. You have to run Windows ten. You know, Microsoft went through about a year and a half ago, said they're gonna do it and then they postponed it. And now they've done it. So I think they're gonna kinda of, with their industry partners are going to force the ball over to Windows ten. We're not gonna have another XP that gets four extra years of coverage, you know, extended support. Right. Right. Yeah. No, uh, Mike Weger,
0: you you never even. you ever even run Vista? Uh, see it at all? I
1: think on my dad's old work computer. I used to <laughs> play around with it, but no, I've well, because you got to think. Even when I really started using computers all the time was in high school, and we had a one-to-one Apple program. Right. So from that point, it started me on the Apple ecosystem, mm-hmm. and until I got into the workspace uh, last year, I that was my first time going back to Windows since I had. Use my dad's machines.
0: Yeah. I think I was podcasting with uh, with Dave McCabe and I was still using Vista. Wow. And we made that jump to Windows 7, did a Windows 7 launch yeah.
2: party. Remember Remember those? Uh, remember the package? Remember the box they mailed us? I, still have the have boxes I, I used to have the box. I finally got rid of it after an office or a garage cleanup a few months ago. But no, I've, I've got it. It's sitting up in the rafters right now.
1: You guys there. say Apple fans are weird. You guys throw launch
2: <laughs> parties for <laughs> they Windows. They, 7. You signed up and they mailed you a box that included Windows Vista or Windows 7, uh, their gold Sweet. edition or signature edition. And it had balloons, it had napkins, it had games, it had all kinds of stuff in it. Uh, I went to the Windows 7 launch in New York City and. Uh, you know, it was just the funniest thing. This box of stuff, and then the videos were the best part. You think the videos of of what? Are, who are the friend actors? Uh, uh, Matt, Matt, Matthew Perry, and uh, what's your name? Uh, Aniston. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Go and look those up on YouTube. You think those are goofy? You should go look up the Windows Seven launch party videos. Oh, oh no, my dude. goodness! Now I have oh, to super. Yeah, super you got to look cheap. at them. They're just the most
0: ridiculous things in the world. Mark uh, oh, Robson in chat says, after Vista, we needed to celebrate Windows
2: 7. Yeah. yeah, That was, that a, way, was a lot. Yeah. yeah Windows was, 7 really did, you know, that helped a lot. Windows 7 was the first time they really had a public beta of an OS where they allowed people to download it before it was final code publicly. And they didn't control it, kind of like Insider. Anybody could download it. And But they were still only giving us a look at that OS a couple months before it was going final. And guess what? Things are locked down by that point. You're not going to affect the UI. You're not going to affect the feature set. You're going to tell them about showstopper bugs, but you're not going to, unlike Windows 10. I think with Windows 10 and the Insider program, we are having an influence on Windows that I don't think we've ever had before.
0: Yeah, it's real interesting. Let's shift gears to that. So with Creators Update coming out, we'll talk a bunch about that here coming up. I do want to talk about the Insider program because, Rich, I'd be interested to know how many listeners, how many of my listeners, the you who are listening right now to the program, have joined in the Insider program because it is, especially on the fast ring. I mean, you're getting access to a lot of yep. what's going on in the builds. I think as we ramped up here to this creators update, it seemed like I was getting builds every other day for yep. a couple weeks. And um, and then, of course, Rich, how much time do you spend in the Insider Hub? Because I think that is
2: the key to the win. You know, you're to being in Insider- Hub. Yeah, the feedback the Hub. Feedback that's hub. in yeah. there. Not, you know, I I. I get in there if I need to, to report an issue that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time perusing in there. In, no, I actually find that helpful. West in th- that sense. But they have created this new th- grouping thing where now uh, different feedbacks about the same subject get grouped together, even though they might not be the same. Right. Now, I've had a briefing. I think it was MVP Summit a couple years ago, right? You were there. Mike, uh, Dave was there. And we got that briefing from Gay Ball. And he gave us some real insight into the back end of that feedback system. So, you know, people on the outside looking in think they're just ignoring the input and they're not. Everything gets looked at, but there's priorities. And this is kind of what this whole Insider program has done. It's kind of, it's put the whole Windows development process out in the open for the most part. We saw him pull my people, right, a few months ago. That feature is not going to make it in. So we're publicly seeing this stuff. I mean, here's a great example. Remember the launch video from last October from the Creators Update event in New York City when they launched Surface Studio? People went into that video and picked it apart and said that Microsoft did not release this feature and that feature and that feature that they announced. Well, you go to the last frame of that video and there's the small text at the bottom that says this is pre-release software, not a guarantee of anything being in anything. You know, so it's what it's created, though. Yeah. It has. We are intimately involved in this OS to a level. There were 28 PC builds released over eight months to insiders in the fast ring. There were 19 or 23. I think we eventually got to 23 phone builds. So for creators update alone over eight months. So, you know, back in Windows seven days, we might've got one or two builds and it was done here. We're really getting the meat and potatoes. Now I will tell you this, the stats show fast is actually the smaller number in the insider program. They have many more slow ring insiders. And that's a preview it, they got less you know, than big group.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was gonna be more in the fast ring but than I in the slow so ring. Too. But ban slow ring dominates, and I, I yep. just don't get that. I kinda I kinda thought the professionals who would go after wanting these builds would be
2: all fast, fast ring. right? Give me the moment it's ready. And, and, and that's, what's crazy is that, um, when I track these things on our trackers now, I, I created trackers to keep track of when they come out and when they go to slow and preview, uh, you, there's not a whole lot of slow ring builds that eventually come out over the course of eight months. We had 48 fast ring builds and I bet you we had less than 10 went to slow. So, you know, that's a big difference. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and Drashna says fastering breaks things too. Yeah. And I, and kind of, I wanted it to break things, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got a separate PC set up. Mike, in exactly. fact, I have the kangaroo PC that the, you know, that yep. you and I have been working on. I've made that my fastering, um, you know, kind of dedicated box. Although recently I'm using Hyper-V on Windows 10 to set up yep. a virtual box. So I've got two Windows 10, both in the fastering. So, so Mike, you're, you're, Mike, you're running fastering right now too, right?
1: Yeah, and that those numbers shocked me as well. Because I'm thinking if you're gonna get into it, like the people who are the people that want in, I would think would be fast ring. But Windows does make it relatively easy to get involved in that. And maybe that's like, okay, I'll jump in, but I'm not gonna go fast. I'm gonna just, you know, they some people want the new features, but they still want it stable. But, yeah, it shocks me, too, because I am yeah, I, in the fast ring, but I'm the type of person that this is just simply a test machine. I yeah. just want a Windows 10 box to play with, and that's why I'm in that. I suspect
2: a lot of the slow ring participants are on a production machine, and so they want that little bit more stability. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably. Would, a lot you, of would you ever there, do that you know, on I have, a I have five computers, six computers in this house. I run one in fast ring when we're early in the build on bare metal. And then I got two VMs. I got a home and I got a Pro VM that's running current branch. And then I got the fastering ones. Well, and that's it. I don't. I did not put Insider fastring builds onto a second device in my house until about what a month and a half ago or so. You know, when uh, I think it was in the one five zero four something. You know, so we were about six weeks away from release. But it's risky. You got to be willing to put up with it.
1: But you, know, you trust the slow ring on most of your other devices? I don't do slow ring. I do
2: current branch on everything else.
1: On everything. Okay. Sorry. Yep.
2: okay. I don't. The so only device I one fast One fast, ring.
1: fast, one fast ring, so no slow I do rings. Okay.
2: One fast ring bare metal. And then I have the two VMs. And otherwise, everything's on production. production. Okay. So it's on current branch.
0: I, I find it, you know, it's one of those kinds of things. If I'm going to be on FastRing, I, I, I'm there because I want to see what's breaking. Exactly. Like I want to run things. The whole goal is to run yep. things and see what's not working and help report yep. those things back. And I think in this cycle, I had six, maybe uh, six issues that I reported yeah. in. That's one of those things we track. And I, up, I upvoted four or five issues yeah. that I wanted to get improved as well. We saw some improvements to the store. Uh, We saw some, actually, Feedback Hub uh, got some improvements to it, so some some ability to share out of it. Rich, um, the Microsoft Edge, of course, the browser has really been, I think, the the kind of the centerpiece of most of uh, of the UI improvements that came. Are you, have you changed over to Edge for what you're trying to do? I mean, I put LastPass on it. I'm trying to make it a browser. Yeah, Edge is my daily
2: driver. Okay. I have some exceptions to that because I have to access like our backend for work. I can only do that in Firefox or Chrome. I do it in Firefox. So, but edge, um, edge has matured a lot. When you think about when it first came out with windows 10 in July of 2015. Um, and they are constantly working on it and constantly doing improvements. The biggest hindrance right now to edge, I think is the extensions. They still have not made public submissions possible for extensions. So we've got, I I think the number I came up with. So uh, for reference, anniversary update, <clears throat> excuse me, anniversary update released last August with 13 extensions. There's now 23 at the time the creator's update is released. So only an increase of 10. Now we've got some good ones. Last pass, we've got some ad blockers. So I do have those things loaded up on Edge. And Edge got a lot of new stuff under the creator's update too. Now you can read eBooks in there. It can read eBooks to you by voice. Um, you've got the new tab stuff, so you can see all your tabs at once. You can do tab set asides and save them for later, share them. Um, so Edge is, is, uh, they, oh, they did the Flash thing. Click to run Flash now by default. Flash will not automatically run in Edge unless you turn it on on a per site basis. Or you can click a one-time button and start it for that instance and that's it. And then it goes back to normal. So, um, Uh, Jump list now on the taskbar. Edge has got jump list to quickly go to a site or to to pull up the browser. Um, They uh, API, you can 4K stream video from Netflix into Edge now in the browser. That's been set up there. Of course, they've done all the RTC work, which is all the communications. So you can do connections through uh, Skype and other things like that. So Edge is getting there. I think it's matured a lot through this update. But then today I saw somebody said it crashes every time he opens it. I'm like, so, so, and I get the variety of machines, right? You're going to have that though. It's right? going to, you're going to have that you're when you're talking it. about this many users, you know, the current official number of windows 10 users is still 400 million. They have not updated that number since build last year in September. I think at build 2017, which is coming up on May 10th, I think we might hopefully hear some new numbers, but, um, but there's a lot of people on it. So there's going to be a variety of people. I think I did the, when, when Windows 10 was released and they hit their first 7 million users in the first month, right, they said there were 90,000 unique configurations that downloaded and installed Windows 10. So there's a lot of variety in the, in the PC world. As what systems were running it. So I get that there's going to be differences in experiences. Wow. And guess what? People complain about the bad stuff. Well they don't, they uh, don't root for the good stuff.
0: Well, and you don't, if it's working, nobody says Nobody says anything. I, I did jump on Twitter the other night and said, hey, I've updated uh, and it's working great, right? But generally nobody, you know, nobody does that. A couple yeah. different ways to get the upgrade. Uh, so so Mike and I and you on the fast ring, we've already get we already have it. So if you've now, been that, on the fast that, ring, let me
2: clarify something real quick okay, though about okay. the fast ring. Microsoft did something to us on the Insider program with this release of Creators Update that we've never seen before in the previous feature updates. They made the Creators Update available early, on the 5th of April, six days before it was going to be officially available on Windows Update and start its seven-month rollout, I think they said, steady. And um, And so you had an option on the 5th of April to go download the creator's update. But if you're, say, for instance, an insider and you've been testing and you had installed build 15063, that was the final build for the creator's update. And it had, I think when you installed, it got one patch, right? It got a cumulative update that took it to .13. Um, If you did that and you're still in fast ring, that Friday they pushed a Redstone 3 build to your machine. So you're already past the creator's update. Yeah. You're on the next one. You're on the fall update that's expected later this year. Um, if you caught Donna's tweet and you you were paying attention and you went in there and you pulled yourself out of Insider, that's Paul Therot calls it a magic window with, that you don't have to reinstall the OS. Any other time during the fast ring cycle, if you did this three months ago, you'd have to reinstall Windows current branch. But so there's this magic window that you can get yourself out of there. So if you stayed in Fast Ring, you're already testing Redstone 3 builds, which is awesome. I love it. They released it two days after they made creators update available. But if you did pull out and you are not running insider builds right now, you are and you've upgraded your own creators update, which is 15063.138 now, I think, after mm-hmm. Patch Tuesday. Yep. So so there you were right. There are manual ways to go out and get the creators update. Uh, there's something called the Windows Update Assistant. You go, there's a web link um, that you can go to the Windows 10 download page and there's an update assistant, which is basically the install now or upgrade now button on that web page. Or there's a media creation tool that will download and create a flash drive, a DVD. It will do an in-place upgrade. It will let you choose to keep your stuff or not keep your stuff. Um, And so those are the two manual means. As of Tuesday, Newer machines are going to start seeing the creator's update get pushed out over Windows update. And that's kind of a normal. If you're an insider, you know what that's like. You see it and it's going to download the build and then it's going to install it. It's going to migrate your data. It's going to migrate your software, your apps, your settings, and all everything will get pushed. Uh, big focus this time, though, on the privacy settings with the creator's update. So when you do that install and upgrade, you're going to, get a, you're going to have to go through some privacy settings right then and there. Um, because they really made a heavy, heavy push before this release about privacy and about telemetry. I was, I was blown away that they released the categories of data they collect under telemetry. Mm-hmm. You know, they came Terry Myerson wrote a blog post with the windows privacy officer. They call her, um, about what telemetry data they're collecting, not the specific data, but the headers. So the subject, I guess you call it subject lines. So, yeah. So if you're, if you're insider fastering right now, you're already testing redstone three, most likely. Build 16170 is what they're starting with. And then if you pulled out in time, then you're on what we call current branch. That is build 15063.138 after Patch Tuesday. So you've got Creators Update. You know it because Creators Update, one would have popped up all the extra privacy questions. And it would have told you about Cortana. I think it reminds you about Cortana, the privacy stuff. And... I'm trying to remember what other thing pops up during that process. But, yeah, that's what gets you to creator's update and gets you going forward. I actually had the opportunity to
0: reset a computer in this window. Mm-hmm. And so it had been on the fast ring. And when I reset, of course, it brought it right to the creator's update, yep. most current version, all the updates. It was the actually, Rich, it was the cleanest reinstall I've ever done. It was crazy. Yep. It was I, People
2: yeah. forget that that reset is a great way to kind of go from – You remember back in the day, you know, I used to reinstall Windows 7 every six months just to keep things clean and smooth. With Windows 10, that reset feature, it's so fast, first off. If you migrate your data, that's one thing, and it takes a little time. But it's a great tool to kind of get you back to ground zero. There's some purists out there. They want an ISO, and they want to boot from ISO, and they want to do clean install. They want to delete the partition and do a clean install that way. But this reset is just as good as doing a clean install. I tell you,
0: no, yeah, no, it's great. I actually faster. set it. Uh, it's the it's the kitchen PC upstairs, and it had I it had accounts on it had some an old account of mine and some work stuff that I didn't want it anymore. I'd swapped the I'd had the kangaroo yep. upstairs, and yep. it kept getting too hot up there, and so. I swapped them out, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to reset this thing, and I'm going to blast it back to the Stone Age. And I really thought it was going to take a while, and really, uh, 45 Fast. minutes maybe. Yep. Uh, Fast. And I heard Cortana sure. come on because that's another one of those things. That's a that, cool
2: new feature too. Yeah, right. She'll talk you through setup.
0: So like, hey, here I am. Now I had the volume up a little too loud. <laughs> what is going on up there? And I, I pop up there in Cortana. Some of the um, setup responses are easy. It's yes or no. Yeah. She'll so ask you some questions. Some of it you need to click on. You have, to, you you have to, to do some agreements, and some of those kinds of things. Um, to be able to pull that off. And the so so that got one, that one got updated through the reset the the PC I'm do- using right now. So what I'm using my my rig for podcasting. Yeah. I went out to the link. So I went out to the web link, right. grabbed it, clicked it. It started doing its thing. A little a little box popped up with a percentage. Oh of right download. right. Yeah. Um, one of the things, Rich, I want to do, and I don't know if you've noticed this, and Mike, you should check on your kangaroo. These updates, this set of updates, and it gets fixed later. We can talk about that here in a second, but are huge. And there are big files that sit, yeah. I mean, especially when you're using small, small, you know, these, you get 64 gig uh, hard drives on these yeah. things, right? And you, you, it nearly fills them up in the process. And so I recommend once you're updating and you're done, go back yeah. into the tool, go into the properties of the hard drive and do both cleanups, right? In Windows, you need to do, there's a kind of, hey, do you want to
2: clean up these files or... Do you there's an you know there's an additional yeah the disk cleanup software is what I tell I wrote an article um, that said the top ten, you know ten things to do once you've updated a creators update and and there is a new feature in Windows 10 creators update called Storage Sense that you can turn it on and it will automatically manage temporary files from apps. Uh, 30-day f- files that are in the recycle bin for 30 days. I don't know anybody that doesn't click right-click on the recycle bin after they delete files and delete them. But anyway, but most but people don't an know, I think I there's think. an option there to clear that out every month, and there's an option to get rid of temporary files as apps don't use them for a while. So that's kind of an automatic maintenance thing. When you do, and as insiders, we see this constantly because we're constantly upgrading from build to build. For what i label everyday users you know mom and dad uncle aunt grandma grandpa when they get offered the feature update you know they they don't know that there's there's a backup made of their windows directory and all their files and so you yeah. you can end up with 20 gigabytes of yeah. space eaten up by this and so what i recommend to people is that they go the disk cleanup tool is awesome for this and it's a two stage tool so you got to run disk cleanup and it does a it does a it looks at temporary files that are not part of system files. And then there's a button you can click, and it will look at system files. And that's where you find that, that backed-up Windows directory that's eaten up 20 gigabytes of space. Uh, you can find the download files, so the d- files that downloaded to upgrade the system in the first place, the build. Now, those have gotten smaller. We, we have this really cool feature that's part of Windows 10 Creators Update called the Unified Update Platform. And basically, it's differential downloads. So, if you already have files on your system that are part of this update, you don't have to download them a second time. They'll be used from there. So, everyday users will get that benefit when they see the feature update from Redstone 3. For us that are testers, we're seeing that benefit already. And it's and it, um, uh, patch Tuesdays, cumulative updates are going to be the same way, differential downloads. So, yeah, big maintenance aspect, especially, you know, I've got this, I, I love this little. Uh, Uh, New Vision 32 gig tablet, right? The one that was like $49 at Christmas. And, but it's, it eats up space fast when you do build to build updates. So you have to make sure you run the disc. I do it on my VMs. My VMs constantly do it because they'll eat up space too. So yeah, disc cleanup is an important aspect of that. And it's a manual step. Most people who have 300 gigabyte hard drives, it's never going to be an issue. It's usually the small form factor stuff. Yeah, well, um, some some people have bought smaller drives to make, right. you know, they oh, have SSD drives. Yeah, 128 gig drives, or
0: something like that. A couple years ago that using, Mike, uh, if you, you got your, do you have your kangaroo in front of you there? Can you, you have, you have it set up? Can you uh, tell me how much space is taking up your hard drive?
1: Yeah, 30, I have 32 gigs because this wow. one's half the size that you have. Right. And every time, I don't know if it's a disk. You t- I go into just the settings storage and then it has those temporary files and you have the old update or the old OS. I always have to go in there and delete it out. But yeah. it's I only have about four or five gigs free at any point in time Yeah, you know, yeah. because of the OS. And then if you have anything else on there, 32 you gigs. You definitely want to run that
2: disk cleanup. Okay. Disk cleanup will expose when you do the second click. So the first one's all the temporary stuff. The second click will look at system files, and that's where you're that. going to find your backed up Windows. Now, after 10 days, Windows earmarks that for deletion. Okay. So automatically, Windows 10 will earmark that after 10 days because it gives you 10 days to revert. So okay. that, that's why it's saved. So that if you have a problem, it can either roll back or you can choose to recover back to your previous OS.
1: See now, and that's interesting because I wonder if mine is not doing that, because I will, you know, I fire this thing up every. Every so often, but it'll be Mm -hmm. way more than ten days between times that I'll fire it up, and that old OS will still be there. I have to go out and delete it out. Yeah, no, like I said, the year market.
2: How they, how that, what the algorithm is that eventually decides to delete it? I don't know. Okay, I have not found it gone either. Right. Mark Mark Robson says, take a look at the computer management and see how
0: much the recovery partition takes up as well. Uh, He had a thirty-two gig system.
2: that lost eight gig to recovery. Yeah. Well, I remember but, doing that with surface RT. Remember yep. it was, oh, yeah. I think it was surface RT and surface two. There was an option where you could save your recovery partition to a flash drive and then right. delete it oh, off there of the, the disc. And it allowed you to, to free up eight gigabytes or so space on those devices.
0: Well, and Mike,
2: turn on, make, go to storage sense. Now that you have, now that you have the creators yeah.
0: update on there, go to storage sense. Turn those both on, and it will do yeah. some automatic on a thirty-day
2: cycle. It'll do and some. There's, automatic a there's a button there that says "Clean Up Now," so you can there click it, and it. will do it right then. It'll tell you how much you got rid of, but right. it will not get rid of that backed up OS of the previous version if you're going build to build. Which right, I had seventy gig
0: of files on this. Did you really? Yes. On this one, yeah, I was running last Yeah, you forget about it for
2: a few builds, it can build up really <laughs> no, fast. No, it was a, it really was a lot.
0: <laughs> and I was like, and I think this, that might've been my VM. And so, and I can't remember between the two. Um, I put right. 128 gig. That's on what the, I do. I have a 128 gig M2 drive on there now. But, um, I went out there and took a peek and I'm like, holy cow, you know, and I ran that. I was like 70 gig a file. And and that's mm. a lot for these smaller yeah, I devices. Exactly. Or, yeah, the other thing I've, you know, these kangaroos, Mike. Um, it's interesting, you know, if you, if you guys remember, those yeah, are these right here. Unreal. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Windows 10, man, this baby gets hot. That's, yeah. so, the yeah. other yes. There's no fan in that, right? There's it's no like fan. Glass of cold. No, no fan. Oh, these yeah. are all, it's just they use cooling. It's, you know, the case is the cooling on yeah. it. And I actually used a glass of water, and I just put <laughs> ice in it, and I, it cooled
1: it right down. That was my <laughs> active cooling, so it
0: it worked. Hey. They get they get uh they do get, that's they get a new
1: definition on. to water cooled system. You know that's right.
0: Water well it was and it, it was a it was a big ice one of those big ice cubes. You know one of the big square ones you're doing a drink. So I'm not saying I was drinking down here, but I probably was. <laughs> the uh, so rich when we think about so I um today if if it hasn't shown up on people's computers today or this yeah. week, right. Do you recommend they wait or should they just go, if they want it, they just go out and grab. it. Uh,
2: well, that's what Microsoft is saying. When Microsoft released their blog post on Tuesday, they said it's there, it's ready. You know, their recommendation is if you're not sure, wait, wait for it to show up. But I got to tell you, I've done so many build to build updates through the testing process. I've, You know, I bet you it's less than three times I've had an issue where I had to roll back a previous build. Then I just started it again and it worked. So it's just hit a glitch Um, for an everyday user. They're probably, you know, it's probably not going to make a difference if you're an advanced user or you're somebody who understands the process of, of doing this. Then then go grab it. It's available. There's plenty out there written up already about how to do it. I mean, I've even done detailed screenshots of the step by step process for both of them for media creation tool and the update assistant. Each are a little bit different. You know, update assistant is a pure in place upgrade. You Mm -hmm. keep your files, you keep your apps, you keep your settings with the media creation tool. You get a choice. Go clean or keep your stuff. So, for the most part, I think if somebody's comfortable and if, if somebody's able to find the information on the web, you know they're out there looking. They're going to find the links and they're going to be able to do that. I, I, and I think the process is so rock solid in doing a build to build upgrade these days. Like I said, I, I've hardly ever had that fail, and there's there's good be- rollback capabilities if it happens. So I yeah, I, I think with anniversary of- no- November update there was a computer I worked on for somebody and I went like three months after the November update was released and they still hadn't gotten it. So I forced the upgrade. You know, I did that because I wanted something out of that, that feature set. Yeah. So, but they say it's going to take several months before everybody gets offered the creators update. We're going to be right on top of redstone three at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But people well, are being are kept up to date. I got to tell you, you know, the way they're doing this, the people are being kept up to date. If they're not on creator, if they're, Everybody should be on anniversary update by now, right? But during the anniversary update rollout, it was the same way. And people were updated because they were on the November update. You know, so it's kind of the same way IT Pro approaches Windows 10, current branch for business, current branch. You know, there's several designations.
0: Right. Microsoft, this is really their second go at this uh, anniversary update was, I think, really their first go at this in-place upgrade doing this stuff. And this cycle, we've seen them get better and better and better at yeah. the updates. And, yeah. of course, I say that and everybody in the audience that listens to this
2: show will well, say they, they had a problem. Right? Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, and but, I get
2: that. It, yeah. November update was a fairly small, quick update. And then we had the anniversary update a year later. And now the cadence they want to do is two feature updates a year. Mm -hmm. So one in the spring, one in the fall. And this may be the first calendar year that we're actually going to pull that off.
0: Let me tell listeners now that if you're interested, um, Rich has done a really nice job of putting a lot of links to everything that we're talking about. We're not going link by link, but a lot of the stuff we're talking about, he's written about at WinSupersite. Win so there'll be links in the show notes. This will be one of those you'll want to head out if you want to get the yeah. details and and go out and read. Uh, well, This will be one you want to go to the show notes for. Rich, so we've talked about some of the feature storage sense and some of the yep. other things. When you think about, and let's include the store in here because there were some new apps. When you think about the things you're going to use the most that are new in the creators update, because mm. I, I don't personally find, I don't come to this update like, oh, there's, you know, tens of great things. For right. me, it's kind of just a handful. What do you, what else besides what we've talked about, are you excited about in this update? Well, I got it.
2: There, there's a couple for me uh, because it, this is a really neat. Nice fit and finish kind of update. You know, there are new features, but they've really gone in and tweaked a few things that have kind of been lingering. So it's a solid upgrade. But I like Nightlight. If you're familiar with Flux on your Android, Mm -hmm. or uh, I think you can do that on a Mac now as well. uh, Microsoft's calling it Nightlight. That's basically, and I love it because I turn it on, set to sunrise and sunset for my local area, and automatically at night around sunset, my computer is going to stop pushing the blue light out to me and it's going to warm up the colors a little bit because the blue light um, kind of keeps your brain chemistry going so you don't properly get in your brain in this mindset when it's coming to nighttime and sleep. So I love nightlight. It's set. It's automatic. I don't have to worry about it. It's there. Um, The compact overlay, some people call it picture in picture. You know, if you're a multitasker and you like to have something running in the corner of the screen, now things like Skype, Uh, the Groove Music, Movies and TV. Uh, I think some of the apps like Netflix are starting to take advantage of it. I know my favorite app for watching NASA TV, uh, there's a great, an MVP who wrote an app for watching NASA TV. He's currently testing this. So it's basically like having a picture in picture. You can stick it anywhere on the screen and while you're still working on stuff, you can still be kind of watching the video or something out of the side of your eye. So I like the compact, they call it compact overlay. Developers have to implement it though. So developers have got to put the code in their app to, to make that work. Um, what else? Um, the Windows update updates we've already talked about. Oh, active hours. the 18 hours now can be designated in Windows 10 creators update that are off limits for a restarts. You know, I've, you've seen the complaints. You've seen the stories written about people saying the most inopportune times that updates want to install, right? Um, there's now an 18-hour window that you can earmark just six hours of the day to let Windows reboot if it needs to. There's another setting that's lets it be more verbose about a restart being needed, give you more alerts. So it can say, hey, more opportunity for you to understand there's a restart needed, but yet you can schedule it, you can control it. So that's improved a lot. I love the new share dialog. You know, in Windows 8 day, we they called them share charms, remember? They mm-hmm. called it charm bar or the charms that would pop out of the right side of the screen. Now we, ha- and in Windows 10 up until Creators Update, we still had that holdover for sharing. So you click on the sharing icon and it would pop out from the side. Now you get a, a nice dialogue in the middle of the screen. So I, I love the fact that they've moved away from that. Um, Action Center's got several tweaks. All the troubleshooters, all the system OS troubleshooters are now in the Windows setting app. So in one place, there's like 23 troubleshooters for different aspects of the OS. Um, have you, you, have you tried the... The, where you, you can Bluetooth walk away. and Yes, lock dynamic lock, they call that. So mm-hmm. you can pair your phone or your Bluetooth device or a wearable. You can pair it with your Windows 10 Creators update device. And when you walk away from that machine, it will lock the, the screen for you. Uh, some people call it unofficially Windows Goodbye because we have Windows Hello. Um, yeah, pretty neat. I've tested that here. My Bluetooth power is pretty good, I think, because I can never get it to kick in It seems you I'd, gotta have to turn the phone off. I'd have to turn the phone off to make it trigger. Yeah. Uh, it says it's about a minute delay. That might not be most ideal in a work environment that you want to lock as soon as you walk away from the keyboard. But I, I think this is kind of like a 1.0. I'd really like to see them tweak this and give me some options for how quickly that happens and, you know, be able to control a little yeah. bit. But yeah, dynamic lock is what that's called. Don't you think they'll get some telemetry on
0: that and kind of see how people are using it? it? Hey, Ken Ken asked this question. If he's still on the original release of Windows 10. You mean version 1507, the one from July of
2: 2015? Right, the very first release. Are they still getting security updates? They are. In fact, Microsoft just released the information. I wrote about this first thing this morning. Uh, That build will stop getting security updates on May 9th, on next month's Patch Tuesday will be the last time it gets any updates. So if you are running that original version 1507 that was released in July of 2015, you've got to move to the November update to be able to continue to get updates. But when the Redstone 3 feature update comes out this fall, you're then going to have a 60-day window, and the November update is going to fall out of support. We're, we don't get these 10-year windows anymore. Of security updates. You're basically looking 2 to 3, 8 to 10, 8 to 12 months that a, that a version of Windows 10, I'm talking significant version update, right? Feature update will continue to be supported. This is Microsoft's move to prevent another XP. To prevent so many people from with that when XP hit the 10 year mark, they had to go four more years because there were so many people on XP. So yep, I would yep. definitely say go to now my personal opinion is go to creators update. At this point creators update is a solid build it's a solid feature update it you know what's great about this i installed it on my wife's computer and beyond a couple of little things that oh my 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 alexa just heard me say computer (laughs) um the um because i changed my my active word to computer because i love love being able to say computer turn off the lights um the um sorry so anyway i would go i you know november update Anniversary update at a minimum, I would say at this point. But if you gotta update anyway, go to Creators update. I was gonna say, don't we, we? We
0: probably have the most stable build we've seen among I agree. all yes, of totally. these builds at yep. this point. Yep. And I don't think it. I, someone would have to convince me. They'd have to come up with a pretty good
2: excuse not to. Yeah, just- I agree. I, I don't see much reason to be back in those days because Edge is more stable. Uh, just the 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 security level of stuff that has been improved. You know, Windows Defender. Went through a major overhaul for Creators Update. It's now a Windows Store app called the Windows Defender Security Center. The Windows Defender Antivirus it still runs. There's a system tray icon and you know more visual clues that you're up to date, that you're secure, and things like that. So yeah, I would go to I I would skip the November update and the Anniversary update, and go straight to the Creators.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, if you've been blocking it, I don't think you would get a choice to step up. I yeah, I don't think only
2: you can go. Yeah, I think it's only if point. you're a consumer. But if you had ISOs, right? If you I got was, ISOs from back then, yeah. But guess yeah. what? That Windows 10 download page is now serving up 15063, which is right. creator's update. Yeah, they're making it harder and harder. They make it harder to stay on yeah. the older version. <laughs> they do. Now, IT side, on an IT side where you have some group policy controls, that's different. You, know, you have the capability to be able – that's why a business, and IT – they, they have the current branch for business, for instance, which is the November update and the anniversary update right now. And now with the newest release, of creators update, we now have current branch considered anniversary update and creators update. So, yeah, it, they are really doing a lot. This Windows as a service thing is meant to keep pushing people to the latest releases.
0: Yeah. Anything else, Rich, you would think consider doing? you. you we've listed it. Ton, but anything else um, as we think about the update that that uh, folks should be watching out for or looking for? I know, you know, the ink space has gotten really good. Yeah, ink
2: got a little bit of tweak. 3D um, paint,
0: you know, customizations. That, that I guess would
2: be the next thing. You know, uh, they've added uh, a custom color, so you can enter your own hex code or your own HSV value or some RGB code, uh, or you can pick on a whole continuum of colors. They've also added uh, themes back. Themes are now available through the Windows setting app, and what's cool is that they there's 160 of them. They've gone back to the old Windows 7 collection of themes, um, and I've actually there's some community featured themes in there that I've actually got five or six photos in that are that I submitted back in those days. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, but so yeah, customization wise, there's lots of options for customizing Windows, and then privacy. I, I you know privacy was probably one of the biggest knocks Windows 10 took when it first came out and with this creator's update release between the clarity about what data sets they're collecting for telemetry based on whether you're basic or full, they got rid of the enhanced category. It just wasn't serving much purpose. I think in the middle, Um, they're actually collecting less data now than they did in the anniversary update. There's another reason to upgrade to creators update. They're not collecting as much telemetry. Um, And then you have um, you know, the, the ability to go into privacy settings, they are the most extensive granular privacy settings I've ever seen in an OS. And you have the ability to control what apps see what data and what access. And so, so yeah, I think you got to spend some time in the privacy settings. They pop up about eight or ten questions during the out-of-box upgrade experience, but the real in-depth privacy stuff is in the Windows setting app.
0: Mike, uh, anything that you've heard? Certainly, this is probably the most comprehensive (laughs) rundown on the Creators Update you've gotten. Uh, Anything in there that sounds interesting to you?
1: Everything. Uh, Now it makes me want to go fire up (laughs) that kangaroo and really start to play around. That's the problem with not using it as a daily driver is you don't really notice the small increment changes. But what you do notice is just the fluidity of everything, how it flows a little better, not as clunky. And as we were going through the past year, at least on the kangaroo, right? And the kangaroo is probably the lowest powered machine it's you would Super underpowered. Yeah, super underpowered. Super underpowered. Yeah. It's still on that last update. I noticed. Could have just been me. Could have been running the update and getting rid of all the cruft But uh, I noticed it being a little bit snappier. And to do that on a kangaroo is still impressive. That's what impresses me about Windows 10. Is like you guys were talking about earlier, the variety of devices that they have to support and be stable on and the fact that everyone not everyone but most people have a great experience with it is impressive to me and so i'm more and more excited i've talked about this previously but our company is switching everyone over to windows 10 and i'm kind of upset that they did the upgrade back in march i was out of town wasn't able to get my machine because our group's kind of like the tech group, so we get it first before they roll it out to everyone else. Um, and I've heard a few gripes here and there, but mainly that's not on Windows 10. That's on some of the restrictions. Obviously, they're now able to be incorporated into it. Uh, one person was, and I was going to ask this earlier in the show, but they Edge is not used on our Windows 10. They still use IE, uh, which I thought was kind of surprising. But after hearing maybe that some of the stuff isn't quite ready for primetime corporate world, not as surprising, but it makes me kind of excited to get into that and be one of the first ones in our company at least to run that Windows 10. Cool. Rich is is Edge ready for prime time? It's, I I've been using it
2: since the anniversary update as a daily driver. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people have issues with it. I, I think the biggest thing like I said it earlier that's holding up adoption of Edge is the lack of extensions to extend the, the 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 browser but
0: in the corporate space you're not allowed well in the corporate extensions?
2: space I don't know I guess you you might in some cases um, but yeah you're right for the most part they keep that stuff locked down I, I don't know you know they say it's faster they say I, it's
0: more efficient faster
2: I, but when I go between it and Firefox or Chrome or something like that I want to go back to Edge but unfortunately Edge and I don't think this is Edge's fault all the time. I think it's the site and the way the site is coded. You know, for instance, this last week and a half, I've been getting sort of all through my initial new employee stuff, right, with Penton. And there are, I can't use the travel website in Edge. When you try to do your profile or you try to click out and look at a flight and then, you know, another way, it doesn't come up properly. I have to move to IE to make it work right. So I think over time, as more and more people migrate and adopt Windows 10, inside of organizations that run these websites. We'll start to see the website side, the server side upgrade and start to become more compatible. Because I think a lot of that, because they have built edge based on standards. You know, this is no law. And unfortunately, our web world exists in a, in a hodgepodge kind of hack way because people coded manually to adapt to different browsers because nobody was standard. So, you know, I think we'll get there, but yeah, it might be a little bit too soon for a corporation to say edge is it.
0: Yeah. Right. No, I'm just kind of wondering when it'll show back up on the radar. It it is the default browser inside Windows for a lot of corporations. Those are the ones the user, you know, users end up using. I deal with people all the time that I, I say, okay, open up your web browser and they open up IE. And I'm like, like oh. God, you're not using Chrome, you know, and, and, but that, that's just the work, the computer was given to them by work. They just use that. I think we'll see that same phenomenon with Edge. Um, It's, and I think in probably 99% of the corporations that are using a version of Windows 10, they're blocking Edge, and it's forcing yeah. IE to come
2: up just from a yeah. compatibility standpoint. And they but, did that on purpose. Microsoft did that yeah. on purpose. They set it up that way. There's a group policy for that so that Edge can be the enterprise browser is basically what they yeah. did. And there'll, there'll be a changeover period, right? Where yeah, it there will has be. To be there. And, and you got to think about it. We're only uh, 20 months into the existence of Edge as a public browser. Um, and so, you know, they've done a, it's come a long way in 20 months. I can remember sitting in a briefing MVP summit in 20, early 2015. Did we do an early one or a late one? I can't remember. Maybe it, it was November. Around November update. It would have been November. But, You know, I sat in on one of the edge sessions and it was pretty amazing where it was on that day and and where they brought it and where it's at now. I mean, it's just for me, it's my go. I love it. I wish I could use it on every site I do work on. I will tell you this. I use buffer a lot for scheduling posts and things like that on social media. Six months ago, I could not use edge because after two or three different interactions, it would slow down to molasses now fast and quick. So Uh something's working.
0: I'll recommend if you're downloading the creators update this weekend or whatever, and you, you it will. Uh, the first time you open Edge, there's a whole ad in there about oh, all, that's all right, the new yeah. things that are available. Yeah. Uh, let me usually Don't those say are ad. Easy.
2: Don't say ad.
0: But, but, no, let me just say this. It's a, it's a, it's, it is really a good tutorial to walk yes. you through all the new pieces of Edge. So, if you've kind of been that guy, and I'm that guy too, using Chrome or Firefox all the time, and you uh, you really want to know a lot about Edge? They've built a nice tutorial involved in there of like, and I think I Rich agree. is like broken up into five sections. It so is you, yeah. You can go in there and click this. It'll even have a progress bar of how many of the it things tracks on what through. you're doing. Yep. It's really put it's it's put together well. And yeah, so there's and another app long. as
2: well. I'll point yeah. everybody to, and it's called the Tips app. Um, so if you go to Windows Store and or I don't think it's installed by default, but if you go to the tip it used to be called something else, I can't remember. But if you go search the Windows Store for the Windows Tips app and it's from Microsoft, that is basically an electronic tutorial to all the features in the update. Yeah,
0: and they're actually helpful.
2: I mean, yes, that's very the, much. So.
0: That's the crazy thing. They're not fast. I mean, they're not slow. Um, right. In other words, you can get through them quickly. I don't know what I was trying to say there. You can get through them quickly. Uh, that's, that's that's what happens when you have a two beer night. <laughs> you get to the end of the show and the words don't come out as, as uh, helpful as you hope they
2: would. But now uh, I, I know we've kind of come towards the end of what we're talking about. Creators update. I definitely recommend folks go out there and take a closer look. I, I wanted to mention two. Th- I wanted to mention the Xbox side of things real quick. Yeah. Right alongside oh, a yeah. creators update development, the Xbox Insider program has been developing the creators update release as well. They do it a little bit different. They don't necessarily call it the creators update. In fact, they and they release it in two halves. They the, last month they released version seventeen oh three and had part of the feature set, and then today, in fact, just today they started rolling out seventeen oh four. Still the same build, so it's one five oh six three. But um, so there's a lot. Go if you have not checked out Xbox or you're not on the Xbox Insider program on your console on your Xbox One. Go check out this update. They've revised the the home screen. Things are a little. It, it will take some muscle memory training to learn a little bit different maneuvering around. But things are within much quicker access than they used to be on the old uh, dashboard. Uh, just yesterday they released a feature to insiders to test self service refunds. If I go purchase a game on my Xbox One console or Windows 10, an app on either, and within two hours, before I've had two hours of accumulated time on it, and I decide, you know what, this isn't really for me, I can go request a refund for that. Very much like Steam does. There are some rules. Uh, certain apps and games aren't eligible, but they don't tell you which. Um, and abusers will get flagged and kept from using it. I tried it. I bought an a, a $11 game yesterday through PayPal on my console. And this morning I was able to cancel that purchase. You do have to launch it and run it. So it has to be triggered. The license has to be triggered. They revoke the license. And then next time you try to run it on your Xbox, it will come up and say, this is no longer licensed to run on here because you asked for a refund or something. So really cool feature. I've been been advocating for a, a digital marketplace for about a year and a half. With all the online digital purchases we make these days on phones, on systems, on Windows 10, on whatever, Android iOS. I've always have you ever made an app or a game purchase that you regretted? Oh yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so for me, that was Project Cars, for instance. And I knew within 30 minutes that this game was not for me. But I couldn't do anything about it. I guess I could have got on the phone to customer service and gone through that whole process, but there's never a guarantee of a refund. Well, now, in that situation, I would have been able to go right to my account, Microsoft.com, and initiated that refund myself. That's huge. Oh, it's that, massive. I
1: mean, massive. It's, I mean, especially if we're talking about a $60 game. This isn't $60. a $10 movie. This is a $60 right. game. Yeah, now,
2: movies and TV things aren't in there, only right. apps and games. It does okay. cover Windows 10 and Xbox One. What's cool is is it doesn't cover DLC add-ons, but when you buy a new game, do you buy the DLC automatically? Most people don't. (laughs) Well, some if if it's a franchise I've bought
1: before,
2: if it's a franchise I've done before, I do it. Right, but you know, for instance, um, uh, what what was that? I I can't even remember. But I know within an hour whether or not I'm going to stick with the game or not. I'd love to be able to dump those if I don't like the game. So I think that's a great upgrade. The other thing that they um, that I wanted to make sure we talk about at this show because it's coming up in two weeks is this hardware event that well they say it's a hardware event um two things happened this week Joe B Joe Belfiore Windows Phone dude right everybody knows him for Windows Mobile he's the guy that launched the Lumia phones he's the guy that launched Windows 8 Windows Phone 8.1 uh he's back at Microsoft publicly this week he kind of came out from behind the curtains and if you go back and look at his Twitter stuff you know he took a sabbatical right he took about nine months and he and his family got on this ship and they toured the world. It's an educational ship. So they did a semester at sea thing. And he actually was back in Redmond last year, watched the creators update from home. The creators update launch, right? In October, the surface studio event talked about it. And then he tweeted once at Thanksgiving and that was it until Wednesday. So he has been deep, deep cover. If you've ever paid attention to Panos Pane, Or Hint or Joe Belfiore back in the day when they were building Windows phones, those guys disappear off Twitter for a reason. They go deep cover because they're working on stuff that they don't want to accidentally talk about. Hmm. Well, I got so, so there, so then the next day when Joe B shows back up, uh, Mashable did a great interview with him, by the way, Lance Ulanoff. And so Joe B's back working on education, working on hardware stuff. And he is the Teams, the Windows Teams education advocate is the label he used. And he's also on the Shell team because I had two Shell team members tweet that they can finally talk about who their boss is. All right. So I know he's leading the Shell team. And a few months ago, Brad Sams reported that it looked like Joe Belfiore was in charge of figuring out how to monetize the Windows UI, the Windows Shell. And you've heard all the stuff about ads, right? All right. So, so that's, we got Joe B back into public eye again. The next day, Microsoft announces a hardware of, or an event in New York city on the 2nd of May with a hashtag called Microsoft edu. All right. Most, and then we had rumors a few months ago about a clamshell laptop coming from Microsoft, right? You heard about this, right? Mm-hmm. It, a surface device. That's going to be a typical classic clamshell laptop. So, this week alone, you've got that rumor out there. You've got Joe B. popping back up off the ra- on the radar. You've got an education Windows-related event happening in New York City in two weeks. And Joe B. is working on the education side of things for Windows. That's way too many things to be coincidence. So I wrote about this yesterday. And, and my personal suspicion is, is that we're going to hear about a Chromebook competitor. That's going to run. You remember hearing about Windows 10 Cloud a few months ago? Right. Yep. It popped up as a SKU or an option for install on one of the creators update builds that leaked or something like that. This Windows 10 Cloud is not a cloud-based OS, but what they mean by that is it will only run apps out of the Windows Store or if you sideload universal Windows platform apps. Do you remember the last time Microsoft tried a sandbox system? Yeah, RT. RT. RT, yeah. so, but this is going to be an x86 based or maybe an ARM based device that will run Windows Store apps and be a great target for an educational kind of thing. So yeah, I actually, think
0: what, what kind of price do you think? I've I've heard a lot of talk about that. I mean, the Chromebooks are two hundred and
2: fifty bucks. Do you think yeah, they can come on in the that price point? I think they're going to be in that area. Because you got to think, Joe B made an interesting comment to Mashable in that interview with Lance, and it was about the fact about what value are kids gaining learning how to work and operate a Chromebook with Chrome OS, and then they walk out of school, and guess what they're facing out in the work environment? Windows. So I think they could feasibly come in at a price point that's a little bit higher than the Chromebooks. If the device is of a quality that that, you know, if it's a $300, $350, I don't think that'll be a big deal. I think what's really going to sell this device is the Windows compatibility. Yeah. So we'll find out in two weeks. I'm going up. I just booked my trip today. Uh, I'm going up to that lo- that event. Um, but there's just that's just way too many coincidences for me to not all be related. Yeah. You know, just the way Microsoft does things. Well, we'll uh, follow you on Twitter. Uh, oh, that's going to be a great trip. And then the following week, I'm headed to Seattle, as well as a lot of other people are for Build. And uh, there's a lot of talk about what's going to pop up on the on there. You know, do you remember last year they were really specific as Build registration opened up that there would not be any hardware giveaways, right? First time in many years that they – and they give away hardware to, to give developers a hand in developing for something new, right? Well, this year, that was not a caveat during build registration, that there weren't going to be any hardware giveaways. So there's a lot of kind of supposition going on. And I think Paul Therott and Mary Jo Foley hit it on the head this week on Windows Weekly is that we could feasibly see them release this clamshell laptop, maybe to build participants, attendees. And what about this speaker thing that's floating around now that evidence has popped up of, of this kind of Alexa-style yeah. Harman Carden, we saw the video last year, right? And we expected something at CES and never materialized. So there's a lot going on right now in the month of May that I think is going to bring a lot of clarity with things and where things are headed. I'm not super confident in a Cortana box uh, or a Cortana, you mean like speaker. a Cortana speaker.
0: No, really? I mean, we've been. I've been. I've been trying to create. You know, one of the reasons I have this on my desktop. This. This. Uh, You're trying to build a skill room. Aren't you? Trying to build my own in some in some regards, and I've oh, taken I the keyboard. I've taken the keyboard away, and I've mm. you know tried to treat it like I treat the Amazon devices. Oh, right? I got you. Yep. Uh, I, it's yeah, still it's not. not as it's not as good. There. No. Yeah. It, now there's some there's some amazing things uh, it Cortana can do when it comes to produ- productivity stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, it, and I think Get it's and reminders of, of, and by far all three of them. It is the best at voice recognition. I mean, when I speak to it and it it records things, it gets it right way more than Google does and way more than Amazon mm-hmm. does. From that standpoint, so I think it's got a chance. But I don't think the you know the music piece is kind of weak and the, in which a lot of people use it for. Right, the list parts are pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Um, it sends a great email and it sends a great text <laughs> and it will tell me when my next appointment is. And it does pretty well with navigation and some of those other things. I can it, in reminders some of those kind right. of things, but I don't see it ready just yet. And I'm just afraid if they come out with this speaker to, you know, at this May announcement, you know? that it's
2: still kind of half baked, unless they're using some version of Cortana that I don't currently. that we don't have yet. Right. right. And there's the other thing is this Cortana skill set skills kit that they said back in January was going to come out and hasn't yet. No build is no. when you would typically see some big deal like that come out. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some kind of a demo on stage of this Harman Carden device that we saw the video of last year, or maybe a new device. But you know, they got to come out with the skill kit in order for people to be able to build skills for it. That's the one hands up that Alexa has and Amazon has with their device. You know, on my I use a Nexus 5X, right? In the car, I use OK Google. See, my phone just heard me say, "Okay, Google." Um, as you know, well as here everybody else's app, phone that is home office. I use the Alexa device. Mm-hmm. I've got it hooked up to a set of awesome Logitech uh, Bluetooth-enabled speakers, but I have it wired up with the auxiliary cable, right? And I, it so it does my what's what's new. Tell me what's going on in the world. Play my music. Uh, add this to my calendar. What's next? So it's got a lot of great skills. That skill store for Amazon is well filled out. It's got a lot of junk too, but it's got some really good stuff. So you're right. Here's Microsoft, if this happens, playing from behind, just like they did with mobile. Yeah. And that's my big concern is you know where that goes from there. But maybe I, I, investing, maybe they're not going to build the hardware. Maybe they're going to get partners to build the hardware.
0: I have high hopes for Cortana. I mean, I, I do think we're... With machine learning and some of those yeah. things on the back end, we've got some things coming up. But, uh, you know, it's still kind of iffy. Mike, what are you when – we, when we think about voice assistance right now, what are you landing on most or what are you using the most?
1: Uh, the Amazon Echo. Still using that all the time except for the fact that I cannot sync up my work calendar with Alexa. So I'm stuck with Siri because Siri knows because it's on What's my work iPhone. Calendar? Uh, it's through – through outlook through whatever it's so it um, is outlook
2: because they did add the ability to add outlook accounts and office 365 accounts to alexa
1: well but it's the corporate side it's all locked down so i I have to install mobile iron on this 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 device is pretty much monitored 24 7 i think by my company so it's the only way siri knows my calendar but Mm -hmm. alexa will not yeah i'll be Uh, honest i don't use cortana a lot I just do it on my I, desktops
2: or my laptops or anything. I'm not using Cortana much. Yeah, and and Cortana. I'm not using oh,
1: Siri either on the laptop side because I sit at this desktop a lot. I'm mm-hmm. editing a lot of things. Apple has not included HomeKit into Siri, which is baffling to me because HomeKit for me is great because, first of all, I mean, my things are – my Hue lights are programmed to work with Alexa but they also work with HomeKit on my phone so I can use Siri or Alexa doesn't matter but for some reason Siri on the laptop Siri on the desktop side of things and uh, OS10 does not work. Yeah. So
0: Rich I find uh, Cortana's reminders are a lot better than than the Echo or than the Amazon devices and it and if you have Cortana installed on your iPhone which I do the re- reminders come right on through like right. a and regular I have on my
2: Android. Too, so I
0: get the alerts, my mobile alerts yeah, on my it, desktop. It I actually works. Like. It works pretty well. And since I have two uh, two Cortana but and I turned one off, so I just have one down here, but we just enabled it upstairs for voice kitchen, recognition. For voice. And yeah, you gotta choose if it's you got kinda, a room full, you gotta yeah. choose. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda handy though. When I'm up there in the kitchen and the other day I was calling USAA for something and I just said, you know, hey, Cortana, what's the number to USAA? And boom, it was it was right wow. there. I, mean, I guess I need to do it. Yeah, I need to, you know, I've been really practice. enjoying the Alexa, the Echo Dot. Yeah, but I really I, do I force myself to use both because I, I want to stay and, I, and I, at some point I'm going to get the Google Home where I've got all three, but I, I, we need to stay on top of this. There is some great stuff coming with these. Oh, I agree. And it's, we're, we're just scratching the surface. These are 386 PCs, right? That when we think about, if we try to compare this to the PC era, these, the current digital, these digital assistants that we have, all three of them, I think are 286 or 386 PCs from, yeah, yeah. from, from 1993, right? (laughs) Yeah, we have got a long way to go with these, and I'm yeah. I'm just I'm really excited. We're at work we're starting to think about how do we use them, you know, in our how do how do we use those for people who want to get information from Gallup, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to think. Okay, real quick, because uh, we're a little bit over, but yep. uh, Rich, as we think ahead to Redstone three, anything you're keeping your eyes on is and so Redstone three
2: is the next version available in the fast. Yeah, range. that's
0: correct. About that,
2: yeah, feature update. The next feature update is codenamed Redstone three. We already know that. The first fast ring build's already out for it. Um, And we already know one feature that's going to be in there, and it's called My People. They demoed this at the October launch event last year in New York City when they launched Creators Update and the Surface Studio. So we already know this My People. It's kind of a conglomeration of the old People Hub on Windows Phone. Remember that. It's a way to put a favorite and often-used contacts right there on your desktop uh, it will incorporate with your sharing targets and apps that can share data to those users through, through your common social media and other channels of communication. Uh, outside of that, they have not talked a lot about what this feature update is going to focus on. I have I've written myself in the last couple months, and I I personally think it needs to be a mobility update, a mobility focused update. This will serve two purposes, in my opinion. One mobility can mean mobile phones, tablets, uh, the mobility of data, the mobility of the experience get what i 'm follow me here because mm-hmm. that 's what Satya says you know it 's about the mobility of the experience that 's why they 're pushing stuff down to iOS and Android um, but I, I think microsoft 's next critical we probably won 't find out what this i don 't think we 're going to hear it build or this may event that the redstone three is is based on X. I think that's going to be a couple more months down the road. But, um, you know, Microsoft last year at Build told the world mobile is not our focus this year. It's Build 2017. A year later, it's time for Microsoft to sit down and publicly tell their fans, their customers, what is the status of Windows 10 mobile? You know, tell us what what that vision is. If, it, if it's not new hardware, then what is it? How are you going to work mobile? They got to do something. Daniel Rubino wrote up a great piece on Windows Central about this earlier, late last week, I think it was. And I put a little bit of uh, reference to that in the story I wrote about um, the whole process. It's time for Microsoft to get up and say, this is where we're going when it comes to mobile. Because if they don't do that at Build this year, <laughs> I, I, they're they're going to have a revolt on their hands. I just don't know. And well, that's why I think the whole idea of a mobility-focused update allows – that gives them a window to be able to work on not only the mobile smartphone side, but the mobile tablet, the mobile – you know, we're supposed to be seeing these new eSIMs, right? Isn't that something that was supposed to come in Redstone 2 and never did? Maybe Redstone 3. So uh, hopefully we'll get some clarity soon, um, but but typically they don't tell us until about halfway through the cycle. Right. We started and in August know, last year, right? August, September, October. So we found two and a half months into testing Redstone 2 that it was going to be called Creators Update. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they don't know. This is so agile right. in what they're doing. Well, I they're think they do f- know. I think well, they you know, do
0: know. they have a roadmap, but, you know, that People Hub was in and that was out, right? Yeah, my people
2: didn't come in. They like
0: don't. you, Like you mentioned, there were some things that even at the launch that they were hoping to get in that they didn't. Yep. Yep. And, Just you know, they're the trying video. to do a whole bunch of work and then they get to a point and they're like, okay, this is going to work. This isn't, we're going to pull these things out. They'll yep. go in the next
2: release. Yep. I kind of like it that way. I mean, I do it, too. And it yep. doesn't hold things up no. and it allows them to put out a fairly clean update and not yeah. have to worry about shipping something that's substandard. Yeah. Now, Mike, fans you, don't get that. Fans and enthusiasts don't get that. But that's the, <laughs> that's
0: the business model. No. Yeah, no, right on. Mike, do you think after this podcast, you'll pay more attention to the updates that are coming through redstone three on that kangaroo will that be something you do more often
1: yeah especially since my work machine is now on windows 10 now i'm now i'm like in that okay i have one machine that gets to jump ahead in time and see what i'm going to start getting in the future granted it's going to be pretty delayed in the corporate side of things you know what they're running
2: what update did they give you on your Windows 10 I,
1: I missed it i don't have it yet oh you don't have it i yet. was oh, out of town when they ran it so i'm not sure what they're running on there but i'll they probably sure I, they either they that.
2: i bet you they did anniversary update that would be the most common sense one. otherwise you got to go all the way back to the fall of 2015 to the the uh november update yeah so, i'm
1: guessing they ran anniversary yeah or, okay the I mean, maybe
2: not it you
0: know no, there's the, i know well, corporate we're is we're always we're scared doing. of the newest stuff they're trying to figure this speed this sped up cadence and yeah and no book, i agree they, it used to be every two years or three maybe. Yeah. And right. now we're thinking, crap, I need to do this every year. Um, and I'm I'm gonna get a you know, it's a, a year a, maybe. Yeah. Well, well yeah, IT could go once I think a year. IT's gonna skip 90. that. They're yeah. gonna skip every other one. But I, it makes me think, I need to check my lap, my work laptop and see if we're still on I, I we might still be on the original. Mm-hmm. Because I was talking to the director of the IRMIS director, and I think she was talking about the anniversary update. So I don't mm-hmm. know if we've I don't know if we've gone to that one. So maybe the November, right? It would go November, November anniversary. The one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Original so maybe we're November, I, we could be to, to November. November. I need to take a peek. It is one of those kinds of things, though. As an insider, I have trouble remembering what is on what. So sometimes it right. works. I'll go to my work laptop to find something. It's not there, and I'm like, oh, that's right. That's that's only in the creators update and then recently because my the pc right here was still on the anniversary update mm-hmm. i was doing things here that wasn't available here and you know and you're like ah
2: so it can't be that's why the, i keep one bare metal machine running them and then there's no everything else current i tried to do the slow ring thing and then the preview ring just so i could see the app update thing that that's a whole another ball of wax you could talk a whole show about the app update process and don't forget to check all the windows inbox apps they got a lot of updates this cycle too a lot yeah. of nice new features and enhancements. That, well, as soon as you uh, update the Creator's Update,
0: go to the store, yep. update your apps. One That's, of my 10 suggestions yeah. go to update yeah. the apps. Yeah. So lots of good stuff going on. If you're not following what Rich is doing out at the Wynn Super site, you'll want to do that. Lots of information in the show notes tonight that we'll have that posted out there as well. Rich will be podcasting. I'm looking forward to following you over the next six weeks, Rich, as you get through this, this hardware event and then build. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure you're following Rich through his podcast. Lot Like I said, Rich covers it down and dirty to the point not a lot of messing around and i appreciate that rich because you do it very very well Thanks. and um, and i still enjoy windows weekly is still one of my weekly every week i listen to it and i enjoy the banter they have there but if i had to listen to one or the other to be honest with you i'm listening to you i can get more in less time and i speed you up too you're already a fast i talker. run
2: pretty good at one and a half speed i'm told
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> yep. already a fast talker and then i
2: speed yeah up. i know and then you speed me up even more Sometimes I have to slow you back down because it's like, okay, Rich, that's too much information. Too much. Information. It's like when I learned Morse code. When I learned Morse code in the Navy, in my first year in the Navy, th- these guys, these instructors, would speed up the. And turns out they knew exactly what it was the codes it was, so they would speed it up and make it sound like a solid dash. And then they go on this. They go on the chalkboard and write it down by hand, and then they would slow it down, and we'd copy it and it'd be an exact match. We would like. Holy smokes, man! Those guys know that. Yeah, it's a fooling trick. Anyway, yeah, no, I do. I do tend to speak fast when I'm running through the headlines. It's good though. It's really good. And if I put you on 1.5 speed,
0: it's really fast, and you can get a lot from. You can get a lot from Rich. That's awesome. That way. Well, I'll remind folks. Uh, don't forget if you want to support the podcast here, you can do that. Uh, we always appreciate that. We have a Patreon link available out there. Go to theaverageguy.tv and look for the Patreon. It's right in the upper right hand corner. You can't miss it find it there. You can also send us an email. Always love, always appreciate your feedback. So send that Jim at the average guy.tv. Don't forget, uh, web and hosting and media hosting for, for the average guy.tv, of course, hosted by Maple Grove Partners. Find secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and you trust. And of course, you know, that's Christian. Plans start as little as $10. That's for both media and podcast stuff. So if you want to do that, maplegrovepartners.com. And then don't forget if you want to, and tonight, Jason Bryant jumped in the chat room and said, Hey, where's the... Where's the Spreaker feed? (laughs) Sorry, I'll have to get that fixed this week. But typically, that's available through our Spreaker app. And of course, we thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that app. And uh, very, very cool. Lots of stuff going on at LastPass and an extension for Edge. So no excuse if you're a LastPass user. They have a really good extension for Edge. So you can go out there and get that. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. A lot of fun stuff coming up for you in the next couple weeks. Mike and I will be back at it with some interviews. We'll reschedule the Liberty interview that I'm sorry, was it Liberty? Yeah, we'll reschedule the Liberty interview from last week. Mike had to jump out on me and then my guest also jumped out on me last week. So we, played I didn't a, know that
1: this is the first time I'm hearing this. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we played a couple of the infotech uh, interviews that I had done. Perfect. We played those live first time I've ever done that. And I thought it worked out pretty well. So yeah, yeah. Um, we, we did that, but uh, we got some guests coming back in and we'll look forward to it. Rich. Thank you again for yep. jumping in here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having we'll, me. We'll remind everyone 8 p.m. Central 9 Eastern out here at the average guy. TV live. And what that will say,
2: good night, everybody.